Hey, party crashers. In this episode of The Uninvited, we're talking about how the GOP is looking to turn back the clock on democracy and racial justice and what we might have to be willing to do in order to keep that from happening. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me around. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on walking, keep on talking, marching up to Howdy, Georgia resident here, and I just wanted to let you know, Park Cannon, that you are a badass. Good evening from New York. I'm Chris Hayes. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and other Republicans around the country who are working actively day in, day out to restrict voting access claim they are deeply offended that anyone would break paint them with the same broad Jim Crow. House Bill 6 is perhaps the greatest attack on voting rights and our democracy in Texas in nearly a decade. It's going to make it a lot harder for a lot more Texans to vote and make sure that their voice is heard in our democracy. Hey, party crashers, welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very glad you did. Please do us a favor. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you decide to give us a rating, please consider giving us five stars because, you know, five stars feels like love. Four stars feels like the friend zone. Um, This was... uh, a very, very bad week for democracy um, in this country. Um, as you heard, um, most of, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, there's been talk, and I think we talked about it uh, in uh, briefly, I think in the last episode, about uh, voter suppression and how voter suppression is probably coming to a state near you. Um, this past week, um, <laughs> I think one of the villains of this show that we've talked about a few times, uh, Governor Brian Kemp, signed into law uh, Senate Bill 202 in the state of Georgia. Uh, I think they call it the uh, Election Integrity Act. Um in practice, in reality, it uh, what he signed into law is, in fact, the uh, it, the new Jim Crow, Jim Crow uh, 2.0. Uh, shout out to Michelle Alexander, by the way. If you have not read the book, uh, The New Jim Crow, uh, referring to, and that book's about uh, the criminal justice system and its uh, ties to the legacy of, of slavery, um, 
it's been out for has it been a decade almost has it been a decade probably not that long um worth the read uh it is it uh, sadly sadly uh the book is as timely today um as it was when it was released uh but yes yeah, so uh brian governor kemp they refer it to refer to this as the election integrity act of 2021 it's the gym in reality it's the jim crow 2.0 and it is i don't know was it i think 900 pages 900 pages of trying to keep black people in their place is what that bill is it is 900 pages of trying to keep people of conscience in their place this bill has everything this this is like if you are a if you were a um it i i don't know this is the white supremacist handbook i i mean i think that um you know how like um like the the u.s army they kind of have a field guide for like survival in the elements if if this would be the equivalent of that if you were a white supremacist and you were looking at a way you're a white supremacist and you're looking at your your racist infrastructure right and and your racist infrastructure is crumbling all around you um and, I mean, because your infrastructure is really jacked up. I mean, Georgia uh, elected two Democratic senators. Uh, Georgia elected uh, a Democrat president. You've got Arizona electing Democrats. Uh, and so from a political standpoint, uh, your white nationalist, white supremacist, racist infrastructure is faulty and, and you need a you need an infrastructure plan you know, just like president biden uh and the senate democrats are, are planning on rolling out a a, a serious uh, infrastructure program to kind of build back to to build back better i really do not can i just be honest here for a second i do not like <laughs> that saying i mean it just sounds too gimmicky you know, like it, I don't know, like build back better. It's just kind of like, I get it. It's three B's. I don't love it. Can I, uh, can I make another, another confession here? Speaking of Biden, um, I, uh, I ordered Obama's book probably, ooh, I mean, right when it came out, audiobook. And I am this close to finishing, but I, I took, wow, a good month off. Uh, I love, I, you, you know, I love president Obama, right? But I, I gotta tell you, and the, the, the podcast that he has with the boss, right? Renegade, great stuff. And I, it, it it's clear to me. Like I would, I would say, I would recommend President Obama on your next book 
if you could just bring the boss with you and turn that into an audiobook. Oh man. I man, this the book is long. And and I gotta tell yeah, and we've talked about this before, right? So this isn't new. Love First Lady's book. I clapped, I applauded when it was over. Man, it's work. It is work. I was working on a on a spreadsheet um yesterday and you know I I I'd say that Promise Land Promise Land's a great book. If you're doing something that is kind of something that you don't love, you know, um, I think, I think listen, listening to that book, I mean, it's all great stuff. He is super like, obviously, I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, he's Obama, but man, next time can, can Michelle just do the book, narrate the book instead? Anyway, point, <laughs> point is that, um, the white supremacist infrastructure is crumbling. And so what Brian Kemp signed into law, uh, I believe on Wednesday, it may have been Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, what is time anymore in the pandemic? Um, but what he signed was an omnibus white supremacist infrastructure bill that seemingly seeks to uh, take the vote away from black people uh, from people of color and people of conscience, consciousness. So all sorts of ridiculous changes to absentee voting, um, changes to early voting. Um, they're even making it a crime to get this. It's a crime now for volunteers to give food and water to people waiting in line. So think about this. So not only have you closed uh, all these voting sites that people now have to wait in line, but now you're going to make it a crime. Good luck with that. There's going to be a lot of people going to jail in 2022 when Stacey Abrams comes for her um, for her gubernatorial seat to reclaim what she rightfully won. Yep, I'm saying it. That she rightfully won in 2018. She's coming to take what's hers. And I, I should I should go on to say really she's coming to take what's ours. Right? For the people. Right? Um but this bill is a disaster. And and as we talked about uh on the last show and what I've been seeing over the past couple of days, um I don't think he's I don't know if he's on Twitter. I don't know what his handle is on Twitter. But on Instagram I think the one of the I, I think for me he's my favorite follow as it relates to things that are happening at state level um, on you know he, he was great during uh, uh, the elections with um, kind of the bellwether states or kind of the the states that were kind of in play uh, especially for Democrats and now he's doing a series of videos on um, voter laws his name is Brian Derrick. And I think he's just at Brian Derrick, uh, brilliant guy, um, you know, I and, and probably should have been kind of citing him more frequently than I do because his posts are just great information. Uh, but on Instagram, at Brian Derrick, his videos, especially if you're interested in following what's happened with voter suppression, 
laws and what I would call the um, white supremacist infrastructure um, laws. Um, follow Brian Derrick on, on Instagram. Um, one of the videos that he posted yesterday. Um, and then I've been seeing in the news uh, yesterday as well is that there are 253 bills pretty similar in scope in some form or fashion to this omnibus bill. So so what, what Brian Kemp signed in the law is basically Georgia, they were doing, I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago, they were kind of doing the Royal Rumble to see who could come up with the most restrictive um, voting rights um, anti-voting anti rights and uh, Jim Crow laws. Essentially, what uh, Georgia did is that they created what they, an omnibus. They took a lot of those bills, a lot of those components, put them together. And it's now the kind of the, the, the white supremacist policy Bible, right? And so, but there are 253 bills, I probably 252 if you, if you remove all the, uh, the Georgia ones. There are still 253 bills out there in 43 states that are looking to do various components of what Senate Bill 202 did. Um, one of those bills you heard, the voice you heard in the intro was a former congressman, Beto O'Rourke. Um, I would assume that Beto's running for, uh, for governor or is he going to run for Senate again? Emily and Sean, uh, I, I I think you're I think I think they're Beto people. Emily and Sean, are you Beto? Team Beto? Is Beto running for something? Um, I do know that Beto was was driving from El Paso um, to Austin to to testify uh, against House Bill Six, which um, without even going having to go into all the details of it, uh, I I'm pretty sure that it's 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 as terrible as we think it's going to be. Um, here in my state, they are looking to, um, get rid of, uh, ballot initiatives, um, or making it legal for just the, the legislature to completely overturn. No, that's not it. No, two thirds majority. So they want a ballot initiative. So, um, uh, Medicaid expansion, which the funds are being blocked right now by some yahoos down in Jeff city, because Y'all, I don't know about your state house, but our state house here in Missouri is nuts. I mean, literally, it, it could be like the Arkham Asylum on uh, on on Batman. But um, so Medicaid expansion passed in August of 2020 by the vote of the people. Something that a lot of people thought we were crazy when we said, oh, we're going to start working on this. We're going to make this happen back in 2012. Um, but it passed by a majority of the people. Now, what the state of Missouri wants to do is to make ballot initiatives in order for a ballot initiative, a change of the constitution, that it would take two thirds of the vote of the people, which is absolutely insane because that is not at all democracy. Now it's not now it's just majority rule without even considering the role of the minority. But two thirds. That does it wouldn't in, in affect any other, um, uh, you know, candidate elections, just ballot initiatives. That's insane. That that's what's happening here 
in my state, but you're going to want to check to see what's going on in yours. Um, because it isn't just the white supremacist um, infrastructure plan that these states are, are putting into motion and what, you know, Senate Bill 202 now is kind of the model that all these other states will incorporate. Uh, and, and make no mistake that this Senate Bill 202 now is the blueprint and they're all going to replicate it. Um, but it's not just targeted towards people of color. The goal is, the goal is to completely dismantle democracy. Because democracy, American democracy, I should say, was designed to be exclusive. Designed to be exclusive for property-owning white men. That was the design. And, and then it was expanded to include white men. And then <laughs> we had a period of hell. What? 140, 150 years? No, I mean, probably closer to 120 years. But, you know, we had women's suffrage. And then we got this, you know, the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Um, but uh, America... Democracy has has excluded most all of us longer than it's included all of us. Yeah, I say this all the time, but America is our democracy is about 55, 56 years old. Think about that. It's just a art as a democracy, as a real democracy, a legitimate democracy by legitimate. I mean, that every human being who's a citizen of proper voting age has a right to vote. It's only six years older than me. And for my entire life, the Brian Kemp's of the world have been doing everything in their power to take it back to not to it, not being a democracy. The point that I'm making is folks, um, the folks who actually know how to do democracy are probably the folks who are listening to this podcast. Brian Kemp has no idea. He he completely understands how democracy works. You don't design a 900-page bill to restrict voting by not understanding how democracy works. No, in fact, I would say that no one under very few people have demonstrated their knowledge of how democracy works more than Governor Brian Kemp. He has book knowledge and he, he understands it from, from what it could do to hurt him, right? But he does not have experiential knowledge of democracy. Um, and I would say that, I would say that if you are a supporter of Jim Crow 2.0, um, i.e. the white supremacist um, infrastructure plans. Um, you don't, you, you yourself, while you may know a lot about democracy, you, you actually don't know crap about democracy because you've never experienced it. You've never had to work for it. 
You've never had to fight for it to get it. You've never had to fight to keep it. But women do. People of color do. LGBTQA do. We do. Um, immigrants do. People who've immigrated here. People who've become citizens. Yeah, they do. They know. But uh, there's a lot of people in this country who have zero experiential knowledge with fighting for and keeping democracy. They have tainted views of what that looks like. The people on January 6th, the insurrectionists, the traitors, they truly, I mean, they earn, I think they earnestly believe that what they were doing was, um, was trying to reclaim democracy. Um, and they were ignorant to their own ignorance. That, that what they did was not pursuing democracy. What they were doing was pursuing white supremacy. And they believe, they truly believe in what we saw put in and signed into policy is that for them, democracy is, um, is white supremacy. So think about this. They've, so white supremacists have corrupted Christianity and they've corrupted democracy. Those are the, those are the two, you know, growing up, those seem to be the two linchpins of what made this country great. Right. Um, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. It's as if they've taken the, that part of it and they've completely perverted it. All means all of them, none of us. You know, um, we're not a part of that one nation. Liberty and justice, it's not for us. You want to know how I know it's not for us? Park Cannon, who's a state representative for the state of Georgia, simply wanted to be in the room, a room she's entitled to be in as uh, the people's representative for uh, the bill signing of, of the, Jim, the Jim Crow 2.0 uh, bill signing. She got arrested, folks, and sent to jail for knocking on a door. Think about that for a second. She got arrested, had to post bail for knocking on a door because she was trying to be witness to a bill that would then jail someone for offering food. So think about it. Brian Kemp signed into law <laughs> for basically um, doing Micah 6-8. Okay. Um, Brian Kemp signed into law basically saying, hey, you know what? The, the Beatitudes? No, no, no. You guys aren't blessed. You guys are going to jail. Um, see, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not super religious. I used to be. Um, but I will tell you this, nothing pisses me off more than to see, um, faith traditions, 
you know, I, I grew up, you know, in the, you know, Christian tradition. Um, I'm, I'm a Catholic, non-practicing Catholic. Um, it, it still pisses me off when I see, um, religion being weaponized, um, against people, uh, when religion is used to religion in America is used to sell America and to, to, to create a, a, a nationalist, a white nationalist mindset because, well, for the reasons that we talked about earlier, um, it's disappointing, um, to see religion used, um, in that way when there are so many examples. It's so interesting, isn't it? That, um, how, how, how religion and faith, um, have been weaponized against the American people. And then you juxtapose that with people who have used their faith, um, for liberation, for justice. Um, I mean, clearly, obviously, I think for us in America, the person who embodies that is um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I would say for me, Malcolm X falls into that with his his fate, his tradition. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's 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 a bummer, and I, I, I think now it's probably a, you know, not a good transition at all. Uh, let me before I before I leave this, I just want to say. Um, I don't, I don't know how, you know, I don't have a good way for you to figure out. I, I would just say, go to the voting rights lab, Google G voting rights lab, and you'll be able to go to your state and you'll be able to see the bills that are being, um, that are being introduced, um, and to call your, your state legislators. Also, um, if you're on Instagram, follow Brian Derrick. I think it's at Brian Derrick. Uh, he will he will make you smarter on these issues. That's certainly how I even have come to understand any of the stuff that's happening. Um, but on the subject of of using your faith um, as a weapon, uh, as we're seeing in America today, or, or using your faith um, as a tool to uh, to make things better. Um, yesterday, one of the um, giants uh, of, of justice work here in, in my city, in Kansas City, um, Sister Carita. Um, um, Sister Carita was one of the co-founders of, of uh, Operation Breakthrough uh, with Sister Berta. Um, Sister Carita, um, I'm recording this on a Sunday, um, passed away uh, yesterday at the age of 87. Um, I was so glad that, um, um, her family was there, um, with her. Um, but you know, you, you know, you think about, um, I think we've talked about before, you know, you, you know, John Lewis's famous quote, you know, it's, you know, we need to get into good trouble, um, necessary trouble. I would say the sister Carita, um, was a purveyor of <laughs> getting into good trouble, um, she and Sister Berta started Operation Breakthrough. It's so interesting how, um, you know, when we 
we kind of in the future, in, in the present day, we can kind of look back and we say, oh, you know, they started Operation Breakthrough uh, and I'm going to get I'm going to get a little faulty on the date. So I'll need um, Susie to, to fact check me. Shout out to Susie. Shout out to Susie and Charles um, on this. Um, I think 72, like 1972, 1973. Um, and, it's, and, you know, the, the report's like, oh, they started in 1972. It's like, well, it's, you know, <laughs> they... I don't know. It's just one of those things when you, when you start getting into good trouble and you, you do the things that need to be done, you're not thinking like, oh, we're going to start a 501c3 and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's like, no, they just started bringing kids into their home who, you know, their parents had to work, didn't have daycares, like just coming in their home. I mean, they were breaking the law, you know, just like so many other folks right now who are technically breaking the law and, and providing daycare services. Um, for folks who aren't who aren't their family, biological family. It's important to note because obviously <laughs> Sister Carita is a nun, Sister Bird is a nun. Um, and so, you know, everyone, you know, who is close to them in their life to me is a family, but um, but um, gave dedicated her her life and walked her faith um, by taking care of kids and also looking out for uh, the parents of those of those children um, and you know obviously operation breakthrough for me personally um, has um, just you know it's near and dear um, to me you know Heidi you know worked at operation breakthrough Obviously, Susie, you know, friends that like, um, and um, my my daughter, my daughter um, is part of the Operation Breakthrough family, and um, so shout out to her, like a life well lived, just a life well lived, um, and I mean, she fought the good fight every day of her adult life. Um, and you know, Operation Breakthrough has been transformational. I, I will tell you, there's no other place like it in this city. And um, to see what OB has become um, based on what Sister Carita and, and Sister Berta started just out of you know their living room in their home back in the 70s. Um, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So, um, shout out to, um, to sister Carita, um, you know, rest in power and, um, shout out to still sister Berta and the entire operation breakthrough family. Um, thank you for supporting, supporting, um, children and families. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a, a website or anything, but if there's anything, I'll put it on the, um, on the, on the podcast page. Um, but if you are, um, inclined, I, I, I think that there's a, there's probably a memorial trust for sister Carita. Um, but also if, if, if you're, if you're looking for a place to, to donate money to, 
I can't think of a better place than Operation Breakthrough um, to do that. It's a game changer. I mean, it really is. It really is a game changer for for children and families. Um, so if you're if you're so inclined, uh, please consider supporting Operation Breakthrough. Um, so on that note, on that note, I I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off soon. I. I, you know, I, at first, you know, I was think I was, I was wondering like, how do I, you know, how do I talk about Sister Corita and uh, her legacy in the context of, of all of the voter suppression work? And I, the one, the thread that ties those two together is that each of us right now are in a moment where we are going to have to do something. And and when I say something, we're going to have to do a lot of some things. The things that are coming, the 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 Jim Crow 2.0 bills that are coming, like they're not just laws that get signed and that's it. It's going, it, it, it is literally looking to set us back to a place where black people were under the thumb of white people. They're li- literally looking to set America back. Okay. Um, and, it, and it goes, and it's not just setting, you know, black people back and people of color back, but it, and there's a movement that's going to look to set women back. Here we are in 2021. We do not have an equal rights amendment. Still. We do not have paid medical leave. Still. All I'm saying is they're coming for all of us. And that's not hyperbole. They're coming. 253 bills, 43 states. It's going to start with voting. And then they've got a blueprint They've got a blueprint for everything else they want to take. And don't forget Mitch McConnell's comments, his very cryptic comments about if, you know, threaten, you know, like if the Democrats threaten the filibuster, what he plans to do should the Republicans get the majority, which there's all sorts of redistricting things that are that are also coming behind this. We're in a fight, folks, and there's no in on this fight. There's no sidelines. You don't get to sit it out. You're either actively fighting to protect democracy and to protect the people um, who are at risk for, you know, being kind of set back fifty or sixty years, or you're with the people who are looking to set set the clock back. There's no in-between. There is no nuanced middle here. As uh, Danny Ocean said, you're either in or you're out. Wait, wait. Did Danny Ocean actually say that? Or did he actually ask, are you in or are you out? I'm going to have to rewatch that. Point being, <laughs> Danny Ocean, George Clooney, Ocean's Eleven. Um, but we're going to have to do some things, folks. And I don't know what those things are yet. I don't know, and I and I won't know what those things are for you. 
I've got to figure out what those things are for me. And we're each going to have to figure out what those things are for ourselves. For Sister Corita and for Sister Berta, it was um, providing quality education um, for kids and taking care of them, making sure they're, you know, all their the basic needs were being met and looking out for their families. That's what that was the thing for them. That has been their contribution um, to the movement. And now we each have to decide what we're going to do. So on that note, I'm going to send you out with uh, the goat. And um, I'm going to catch you on the flip side of the next episode of The Uninvited. Wait, continue to be good to yourselves, good to each other. And uh, I will catch you on the flip side of the next episode of The Uninvited. Peace. It will not be long because truth crusher will rise again. How long? Not long. Because no lie can live forever. How long? Not long. Because you shall reap what you sow. How long? Not long. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, that scaffold sways the future. Behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? Not long. Because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. How long? Not long.